0: Small Hours is the ninth studio album by vocalist Frank Sinatra. It was released in April 1955 on Capitol Records, produced by Voyal Gilmore, with arrangements by Nelson Riddle. The genre is vocal jazz, traditional pop, has a runtime of 48 minutes and 41 seconds. The songs on the album deal with specific themes such as loneliness, interspersed lost love, failed relationships, depression, and nightlife as a result in the We Small Hours has been called one of the first concept albums and is largely a result of Sinatra's failed relationship with Ava Gardner. They often referred to the album as the Ava album. The album shows a more vulnerable Sinatra. Gone are the image of the wisecracking finger-snapping swing leader." All right have Rob, Adam, John, Grady, and myself. Hi. Hello. So, after I've given that brief background, and we've had a drink, what do we think of In the Wee Small Hours?
1: Well, the title track, I would say either Sinatra was progressive as fuck in the 50s (laughs) by letting a chick actually, waiting on a chick to call him, or or I posit uh, he was just a little beta cuck.
2: <laughs> That's how you know.
1: Sinatra! Sinatra! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting.
2: <Lips>, <laughs> uh, this, this is your. Uh, hard oh, okay.
0: Wow. It's bang here. I thought it was very good. This is, this is one of the uh, albums that I definitely put on after the bar when you want to get a little kissy kissy uh so take that yeah
1: nothing's more romantic than just depression
0: well you know all the all the songs kind of lend themselves they all kind of flow together and they're all like this like i could have a glass of whiskey or you know have another drink it's kind of one of those things that sinatra was good Good about doing is just. Actually, <laughs> the, the sound of lyrically, it's not. No, well, not the most appropriate. No, album. no, it's not romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you
1: don't listen to the lyrics, the the music is very soothing. It's pleasant. Yeah. It's not like you said. It's not his poppy. Yeah. You uh, know, yeah. it's not going to take you out of the mood of trying to drink yourself to death. Yeah. <laughs> so what it's said yeah. in,
3: in the sort of overview that this was the Sinatra was basically washed up by this point. Yeah. That he. I'm not sure the, the specific history there, but he had fallen on some hard times, evidently. Yeah, absolutely. Including abs- this breakup.
0: Um, yeah, I think people were kind of sick of his attitude um, by this time and his overall demeanor, and um, this kind of reinvented him.
2: It's interesting and, and to hear the this album now because I grew up and had uh, uh, like the Capital years Frank Sinatra CD. Yeah. I remember having that in like middle school, high school. And um, you know, I I was really into the more upbeat, you know, classic Sinatra. But yeah. hearing the context for this album it makes so much more sense. The idea that you know, it obviously the album flows and has a certain feel t- fr- throughout the forty minutes. Um, that sort of downer, sort of wistful kind of quality. But um, I thought it was just—it's funny because like I remember some of these tracks being on. Uh, That CD and I would skip them because I thought they were like yeah they were just sort of like I don't know about this one which is
0: funny because this is an entire album of those exact
2: songs right and I felt kind of conflicted because to me it felt like one of those records that I think the opening track is very strong I didn't feel like anything got close to it Um, and I felt like uh, it's the kind of record that you definitely have to be in the mood for. And uh, I think like end of the night makes sense. Yeah. You know, I listened to it in the morning actually. Yeah, for right when I woke up, just <laughs> because I thought, oh, that might be kind of cool. Yeah, and I wasn't. It wasn't the right time to listen to it. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. i Not gonna get you on.
1: Had I discovered this record earlier, like right before my first big breakup, oh my god, like <laughs> I, I would have been wearing a fedora and just like yeah. you know, sadly, and, sadly wearing a fedora <laughs> somewhere, like. Listening to down-tempo jazz. Yeah. Just really into it. Now, for me, like, when I was listening to all these songs, um, it it reminded me of when I did, like, have a, you know, the first big breakup. Like, I was introduced to Pulp right at that point. Yeah. And, like, the parallels between the, uh, just, like, melancholy heartache and everything were all the way there. All the way to the point, uh, in one of the songs, uh, Can't We Be Friends... Um, actually, like, I think, pretty sure Jarvis, uh, borrowed from that idea with, uh, Like a Friend. Yeah. Um, no, it was, uh, I, this thing is absolutely going to be going in my, uh, my arsenal of I'm bummed out yeah. albums. Sad jam. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs>
0: Possibly <laughs> the ultimate breakup album, I think people have called it. She didn't
4: mean it. I should have seen it. But now... It's too late I thought I'd found The girl of my dreams Now it seems This is how the story ends She's gonna turn me down Friends. it's interesting
2: about the early concept record thing you know the, the idea that it might be one of the first ones sure that's it's uh hats off for just saying well you know what everybody's sick of uh, old blue eyes yeah we gotta try something different and not only did he try something that was you know harder to sell sad sad songs for 40 minutes yeah. um i mean it it sounds good, his voice sounds great. I thought the mic selection for this record, from the moment that you hear his voice, just it's a really crisp condenser sound. Just, his voice just sounds great. Yeah. It kind of makes me wish I hadn't quit
1: smoking. <laughs> 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 I, would've, I would've smoked about two packs listening to this fucking record. It's
0: that good. So the album was actually issued, issued on two 10-inch LP records. As, well as, minutes, one, yeah. Yeah, as well, well as one, yeah. As well as one twelve-inch record, and then it was also issued on four four-song forty-five RPM huh, records really? in these solid cardboard sleeves. They weren't just the paper cover like yeah. forty-five. So I thought that was crazy having three formats. The options. Yeah. So yeah, whoever is a collector hmm. you can go go get all those different um, pressings, different pressings. So,
3: so there's I mean, in terms of the the. Potential for groundbreaking you know again in terms of the concept album I said there's something about him working with a younger arranger um for for some of the stuff around this time, but what were the other sort of crooners at the time singing about i mean there there certainly were
2: well i mean there's the Louis Primo one coming up, but he's not so much a crooner, but like i mean he's there's a lot of that like really upbeat uh playful coming out of the um, big band stuff. You sure, know. I guess. But I was guess was crooning at, the...
1: was crooning at fifty five still a I mean, thing? Yeah. Like, I mean, wasn't Frank being washed up? Kind of the end of an era type thing for the crooner
0: and Bing Crosby was like 30s yeah I was 40s. gonna say Bing Crosby he was still doing Dean Martin, or, sure. well, Dean Martin yeah. yeah all the Rat Pack I mean I guess they, were, I guess I was they were still doing
3: getting at like the vulnerability that you oh yeah showing from from these songs was there a precedent for yeah was it a shot uh, I mean I guess you know, again back to the concept album probably not as condensed into one album of just all of that but. yeah um, yeah,
0: I think that's the difference. Is that this is there's no songs that he is like, I'm i I'm I'm a man, I'm you on know, top like of the world. I'm on top of the world. It, it's all over this it and moving on. Yeah, on yeah, this. get over her or something like that. It's more just like dwelling I'm I'm dwelling in this this uh, I'm in this sad state that I can't break or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and it
3: seems a sort of where these this entire list starts is kind of arbitrary, just in the middle of the 1950s, but. You know if this is indeed you know this sort of groundbreaking in terms of him bucking all these trends and and producing this this type of a concept album then i can I totally see why it's it's sort of starting
2: the whole the whole list off and even beyond that it sort of touches like beyond just being a concept record it actually touches on uh tying of uh, the persona of frank sinatra with um The real Frank Sinatra, which is that he's actually, in a way that's like even more extreme than than like most pop songs, he's sort of letting you know where he is in life and being open about it, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. I mean, it's it's that idea that like this is like he's letting you in on something, and like this is a guy that for however long had been. Uh, swinging and being, he was on top of the world and now he's saying like uh you know my world's a little dark it's a little reality tv you know there's a taste of
0: that so i guess my next next section would be you know why is it in 1001 albums you must hear i mean or should it be
1: uh, it's, it's, is it's, it a classic it blew me away i, I had never heard anything like from Frank Sinatra like this and I hadn't I hadn't heard just a yeah, that, like full on like pouring out of you know the soul kind of thing I, I guess I was asking earlier was uh, like th- these aren't torch songs I don't know what this uh, for whatever reason it's out of my vernacular right now are
3: paltry,
1: uh, it's just like you know oh I'm pining after mm-hmm. you it's a torch like I'm I'm holding the torch for you I don't know what this is in that thing but like I I'd, I'd never heard anything you, right yeah. you're <laughs> saying
0: he he goes he's going beyond like the torch song like he's not necessarily wanting the girl back he it,
2: he's like wallowing I think yeah it's a, it, it's a wall. it feels
1: song. more like like wallowing and you know no you you might want it but you it's never going to happen and he you, you know it's kind of dealing with that i guess i don't know um, but no i i th- this blew me away i'd absolutely put in a a list of 1001 albums, yes, you should listen to this, Right.
3: If you want a definition of Torch songs, I guess I was wrong, it's a sentimental love song where there's some lament or unrequited or lost love involved, so maybe this fits
2: right S- in. But it's I think Rob's right. right, there's an element beyond unrequited where it's sure. where it's, you're just
1: not getting it. It's just not going to happen. Just, you know? just, it. It. It's just emo as
2: fuck. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, it's Frank's emo album.
1: <laughs> Bangs all the way down in front of the eyes. <laughs>
3: I mean the cover is yeah. pretty.
1: <laughs> yeah. Does
0: does anybody else think the cover is pretty spot on for this album? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> so good. It's like the this vignette of him blue in the in the. He's got a cigarette. I want to be
3: smoking a cigarette on that same street. On corner the street, like, yeah. The yeah street corner, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: it's pic- picture perfect. I I would yeah. It's definitely in my. I mean it's in my regular bag um, being kind of an old school lover but I would have my absolutely... first
3: exposure to this album and it's, yeah. it's beautiful and haunting
0: yeah.
4: I dim all the lights and I sink in my chair the smoke from my cigarette climbs through the air the walls of my room fade away in the blue and I'm deep in a dream of you any other observations
0: weird stuff that we think about Frank I was talking to Rob earlier about Frank's later album which is like the past present and future album have you ever guys have you ever heard no. of this my wife Anne, she tipped me off to a podcast where they talk about this album because it never gets brought up. It's a weird album. It's a concept album about the past, the present, and the future. The past is all these, like, old standards um, that he's he's doing, the sort of swinging uh, standards. The present is a more, you know, late in his career kind of uh, style songs. He's doing more vocal. It's not so swing, you know. Uh, and then the future is this crazy, crazy concept album about people living in the future, and like just oh, goes oh. off the rails. And there's, a, I think there's like a 12 minute song, and there's all this craziness that that happens, and it's it's completely cool to listen to and like when take in. Uh, I'll look it up, but uh, it's just it's nuts. It's it's so weird that he did it, and then. It came out, and everyone was like, "Yeah, this is fine," but never, like, no one like has really dives into it and yeah. explores what's going on there.
1: Don't fall asleep smoking cigarettes like Frank Sinatra. It's not. A I target. do appreciate how surprised he makes his voice sound in the song when he realizes it. he's like, "Oh, oh crap, I'm, my I fingers!" Because no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, the songs are all kind of. You know, somnolescent, you know, you're getting yeah. into the mood, you're drinking, you fall asleep with a cigarette, and all of a sudden you're like, oh God, my hand's on fire.
0: <laughs> Burned my house up!" So it came out in a trilogy. Past, present, future is a 1980 album by mm. Frank Sinatra. First album in six years. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy huh. album. Let's just listen to a track of that. Yeah. And the so future, future section, line, yeah. The future. Like, what, what are the arrangements like? Is it? So it the first first like song it's... is 10, 10 minutes and 44 seconds. <laughs> no! <laughs> there's no. A, there's no, a narrator. There's no time! There's a narrator, <laughs> oh by the way. Um, I'm
3: envisioning Sinatra meets
0: Rush. Uh, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Good deal. That's
3: I'm hoping, I suppose.
0: Uh, another thing is the album was... Commercial success reaching number two on the US chart. Back to In the We Small Hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, the We Small Hours was a commercial success reaching number two on the US charts, charts, where it stayed for 18 weeks, being Sinatra's highest charting album since his 1947 release. Songs by Sinatra. Good deal. Sweet. All right. Next week we'll be covering the self title of Elvis Presley. All right. Thanks, guys.
4: That's the time you miss her most. Oh.